Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome back to Bone Rollers, where underrepresented people play underrepresented games. You can call me Elliot, because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns. And you can find me online at Podcaster Elliot. As the creator and editor of the podcast, I am usually the Bone Daddy, but I have been usurped from the Bone Throne today. By the amazing cat. Hi, cat. Hi. I am the Bone King. Yes, that's the title I was about to give you. I appreciate that. I really do. I'm so delighted to be here. Sorry about my outburst. I just get excited sometimes. I am usually the host king of the podcast Sort of Symphonies, where my good cool friends playtest my game. And I'm the choir master of Roar to Heaven, where different good cool friends play a different game and are punished for it. I use they, them pronouns primarily, but I won't be pissed if you use she, her. And I'm so excited to play my game with you all today. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your good cool game that you brought to us? I would love to. I'm, the title's kind of in flux. It's been Heroic Chord for a very long time, so you might know it by that title. I'm thinking Heroes Ballad. I'm not sold on it yet, but I'm less sold on the other things I came up with. But that's not neither here nor there. It is a game that takes place in a world a hundred years after a major cataclysm. The mountains across the middle of the continent melted and just buried most of civilization. And people are, 100 years later, finding ways to survive in a hostile world. This world has a set of divine landmarks called Daleths that are sleeping gods in the form of monuments. And the main characters, the PCs, have undertaken pilgrimages to meet these gods and be granted some of their power. They are rangers. They are powerful survivalists. They can cast spells. And they are here to help humanity find a way forward, even though they may not always agree on what that way forward looks like. All right. And your podcast you mentioned earlier, Sort of Symphonies. Yes. I'm a personally a huge fan of that and Aww. would like to recommend everyone if you want to hear about this game sort of from its beginning and through the various iterations it's gone through and also hear cat and very cool people play the game with Aww. good sound design and cool music go listen kathleen does all of our sound design and music and is a mastermind kathleen is a deity upon the earth you're not fucking wrong and uh, Kathleen is a, and, uh, sorry, and Kirsten is a goblin from hell, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Chaos deity. I mean, same thing. Uh, so joining us today, other than Kat, are Daniel. Hi, everyone. I'm Daniel. I use they, them pronouns, but like Kat, I will not be upset if you use he, him, although she said see her, but you know, same difference. Yeah. I'm Giant Nerd. You can find me on Twitter at Spackle. It's S-H-P-A-A-C-K-L-E. If you want to talk pretty much anything to me, you hit me up. And Jordan. 
Hi, I'm Jordan. I use she and they pronouns. I will just be mad if you acknowledge me. I could be found on bone rollers, like this bone rollers, but also with some other wonderful people on Roar to Heaven. Being punished. And Being just punished. Uh, hi, I'm Justin. I use he, him pronouns. I'm boring about that. Sorry. <laughs> don't find me on Twitter, and I guess don't find me on any podcast recently. Thanks. Thanks. You and your boring assigned at birth pronouns. <laughs> no, look at me. I only have one set of pronouns. Wow. How special for you. Nice pronouns. Did your mom get them for you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Sorry. I'm sorry. If I had a choice, it would be simply do not perceive me. So No, that's that's what I'm oh, saying. I'm loving that vibe. Mm, that's what I'm saying. Too. I'm yeah, no, exactly. Very, very Don't much. acknowledge me. I saw a tweet the other day, like percent like gender. I'm like 70% do not. Yeah. Yeah. My gender is mm-mm. All right. So yeah, I'll turn it over to you, Kat, if you want to run us through character creation for this good cool game and then next time we'll play the good cool game i'm so excited i love to play game so the first part of building a character in heroic chord is you gotta pick a class there are seven classes what class you are depends on who you've been on a trip to visit so i would love everybody to tell me because you came into here with a with a class picked already right right please write yes yes i did i did yes of course beautiful 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 so let's instead of maybe listing everybody let's i'm listing all the classes let's go let's start with the four that we've picked Let's go in Discord order, which means... Justin, would you please? Yeah, I picked the Windswept Cavalier. I got a pretty cloud elk that I just kind of hang out with all the time. Yes. Windswept Cavaliers go on their pilgrimage to a floating island called Scattered Rose Island to meet the sleeping love goddess, Windswept Tamiris. And... Because of this, they have a mount. They have a flying elk called a cloud elk, and they are very kind of foresty, very boreal forest survivalists. What did you did you name your friend? Oh, I didn't name the friend, but I named my character. My That's character my is Raleigh Dorian, but I'm sort of doing the thing where my ranger would go to different elks depending on where they're at so they go to a new area i'm like okay you're d i'm done with you for right now i'll see you later i'm gonna go with this elk right now so okay not, never just the same one okay you know lots of elk that's nice okay next on the list is daniel daniel what have you chosen i have chosen the volcanic tracker i love tracker tracker's my baby the volcanic trackers have made a pilgrimage to the Coral Coast, a place where aggressive supernatural coral is always kind of moving around and changing the landscape. And it's dotted with active volcanoes. So 
the geological landscape is also not particularly stable. And also, it's the jungle. There's kind of a lot to be worried about on the Coral Coast. Mm -hmm. It's very environment. It's profoundly environment. That's true. They're kind of the most rangery of the ranger classes. They're actually a little more druidy in this in this iteration. Yay. My that's that's kinda I I I I don't play many druids, but I definitely enjoy enjoy the class. Yay. Elliot. That's me. Uh so my class is the Beckoning Infiltrator, which I believe is sort of the rogue adjacent of the game, if I'm yes. correct. Beckoning Infiltrators make a pilgrimage to the old capital, the capital of a great empire that's been, well, left in ruins, to visit the goddess of revolution. The place is still guarded for some reason, and so anyone trying to become an infiltrator has to slip past the guards in order to get to this marble sculpture of a hand that is the sleeping goddess. They learn how to do a stealth. Jordan, Jordan. What are your, what are your, what is your way? What is your, what are your choices? I, I chose the Wailing Arcanist, which I chose because I liked that name a lot. But the more I read it, the more I liked it. Oh, I'm so glad. The Wailing Arcanist has made a journey up the last tooth, the last remaining mountain in that mountain range I told you about, the melted one. There's one left standing, the last tooth. It's haunted. There's so many demons there. <laughs> and a Wailing Arcanist learns how to demons. Yeah. And you get a little demon friend. You get a little demon friend. Yes. So there are three classes that we didn't mention. We did not talk about the Enduring Legionnaire, who is the sort of a necromancer paladin. We didn't talk about the title Navigator, who is pirate. And we didn't talk about the Wandering Magus, who is weird. But those are in the manual, too. Step two is assigning your facets. This game does not have a strength stat or an intelligence stat because I didn't want them. Instead, we've got five facets of your personality that describe the ways you choose to solve your problems or the way you naturally react to danger or uncertainty. Those facets are daring, understanding, sensitivity, subtlety, and adaptability. And I, I would love for everybody to, in reverse order this time, I have decided, please tell me what their highest and lowest stats are, please. Jordan, would you please? Yes. Highest would be daring at three. Lowest would be subtlety and adaptability. Okay. So quite, quite brave, but zero sneak. No sneak. Yeah. Very much a vibe of like, get it and regret it. Love that. Love that. Beautiful. Elliot, would you please? So my character has the highest at daring, which is three. And lowest is understanding at one. Not a thinker. No, not a thinker, just a doer. Just a doer. 
And that's kind of an important distinction for me is that we don't have an intelligence stat. I don't think that concrete intelligence is a thing. But some people prefer to solve their problems by thinking them over and some people don't. And that's kind of what this stat system is meant to accomplish is to portray how your character goes about their day to day, not concrete aspects of who they are. Daniel, would you please? My highest is sensitivity and my lowest is daring. Oh, just a little jungle eye eye of a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Watching. Very good. You've unmuted because you know I'm about to call upon you. <laughs> yes. Please describe your stats to us, please. Okay, so my character has adaptability as the highest at three and subtlety at one. All right. It was like we kind of got a dichotomy here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. I'm not super worried about skills. I think what I'm going to do next is we're going to talk about crisis specialty because there are a set of abilities that basically control how your character functions in a crisis, which is the system's combat. It doesn't always mean physical fighting, but crisis, you know, crisis time. And I would love to hear what everybody has chosen for their crisis specialties. And I have chosen to... Elliot, would you please? So my crisis specialty I chose is, ironically, after what we just said, strategist. Mm -hmm. When you roll tactics to form the advantage pool or contribute to it, you contribute an additional two successes. So the way I see this working out is... My character isn't really the thinky-think type, but things just kind of naturally work out for him. My character, like, a little bit behind the scenes, my character concept coming into this was, like, the original trilogy version of Han Solo, but if people didn't think that he was some cool debonair swashbuckler, but, like, yeah. what he actually is, which is... Just kind of a nerd hanging on for dear life and hoping for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The next thing a person chooses, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to drill down on the characters individually next. So we're going to start with crisis specialty, and then we have a key. And what that is, is five basically motivations that your character has. And you can check one off in order to get an additional two die on a roll. So, Elliot, what does your character's key look like? So, the key for my character, who I guess I'll go ahead and give his name so I don't have to keep referring to him as my character. Yeah. I'm going to be playing Rowan Crow. He, him pronouns. And Rowan's character, or Rowan's key is notoriety, deception, Fun, loyalty, and confidence. Oh, this is a delight. This is a... This is a guy. <laughs> this is this, a guy. This is a guy that does things and then figures out the repercussions of them later. And oh. also wants everybody to think that he has had this career as like a big time, like fancy swashbuckling pirate. When he has never been out at sea a day in his life. I love him. I need you to know that I love him. He's perfect. The 
Every class also has what's called an assist pool, a special partner or a special power you can call on. We've talked about a couple of them so far, but the Beckoning Infiltrators assist pool is their network. That is, who do they know? They're very connected to people. They can send messages to people remotely. They can... A lot of their abilities are about how they interact with others. They're kind of the most social class. Behind the scenes, this is because like I used to play with a guy who would play rogues and go off on solo adventures to grief NPCs while everyone else just sat on their thumbs, and it sucked. And I was like, no, I want the rogue to be a team player in this game. Yeah, Rowan is very much rogue by way of charisma and not by way of stealth. Yeah, in the old-fashioned rogue like how dare you you rogue yeah very uh, like what's the guy's name from tangled yuji yes flynn rider yeah yeah that is listen i love rowan he's the worst oh yeah for sure i love him i think he's perfect Speaking of people who I love and who are the worst, Jordan, would you please? <laughs> yeah, that's what is... a very good segue. <laughs> what is uh, Daniel was just flinching because they, they were sure it was going to be them, but no, Jordan. Let's start with your combat specialty. Tell me more about your Arcanist's combat specialty. Crisis specialty. My apologies. Oh, crisis specialty. It's they vengeance. Were... Nice. Whenever... Whenever taking a hit, difficulty to destroy is reduced by one until the next action. This can stack if you're hit a couple times. On brand. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm. I'm so glad because that's a new one. So I'm, I love to. Oh. I want to see it. I want to see well, it. You, you just have to hit me repeatedly. I will. Don't test me. If you want to see more of Cat hitting me repeatedly, go watch Word of Heaven. <laughs> Absolutely. Jordan gets hit a lot in Word of Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> what is your character's key, please? Jordan, please. Yeah. The key is the two-word thing, or are you talking about the motivations? The motivations. The motivations are glory, luxury, bliss, admiration, and disgust. What a what a character. What a what a personality you've created. Yeah, I, I wanted some, I guess it's gonna, this is a character that is going to be, I guess, a potential rival to Elliot's, because my character Hazel here, they're also a person who doesn't actually, like, experience a lot of the world yet, but they think that they have. Oh, cute. I they like They think that, that they're, yeah, and, and because of that, and they are a proper ranger and can do incredible things, they think and know that they're better than you. Oh, dear. We're gonna be besties. Shonen anime protagonist rival unlocked. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I'll, I'll be your Sasuke. This? It's all good. Why are you... What? Why do you have to be the Sasuke? Yeah, the key, the, the two-word thing is twisted crown. Oh, yes, everybody... Oh, that's a... Everybody gets to pick two, literally any words that that form their signature spell, by the way. Twisted Crown is sick. Extremely, extremely disgusting. I love it. Elliot, what was your signature spell? My signature spell notes are Whispering Winds. Cute. Nice. Very protag. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I have one more question for Jordan, and that is please tell me about your little friend, please. Your little yeah. friend. 
Yes. Because an arcanist gets to be friends with a little daemon. Yeah, and this one is named Mauer. Very much inspired by different translations of the name Mars, but also a little bit of a meow meow. But he's just like absolutely furious and disgusted and ready to destroy. But the unfortunate thing is he's three pounds. He's three pounds. What does he resemble or look like? Or He looks like a black cat with little white stripes and little horns and barbs. Just everywhere. I love him. Oh, impossible to hug, but you're going to try. Oh, that's awful. Oh, Jordan, that's awful. I'm so happy. I'm it's so a- happy. I'm glad you're happy because Mauer is not. Mm-hmm. Justin, would you please, would you please tell us, would you please tell us about your crisis specialty and your key and your friends? Okay, so my crisis specialty is the pacifist. I can't advance destroy except against inanimate hazards. But I am better at redirects, whatever that means. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that a little more later, but yeah. So my keys include helpful, perfection, independence, justice, and validation. Oh, an actual protagonist. Oh, I'm so glad we have one. <laughs> I was concerned. I'm glad we have a representation. God, I didn't realize how shonen that sounded, but yeah, okay. <laughs> so I, I love that. What is your signature spell? Oh, God. I had to very quickly think of that because I'm like, oh, God, how do I do any of this? I went with Space Pillow. Cute. Cute. Oh. Because you can use either of those words in kind of any combination with other spell pieces to cast a spell. It doesn't have to be a two-word phrase. It doesn't have right. to be a dramatic piece. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. What is your character's name? Raleigh Dorian. Oh, yeah. Raleigh. 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 That That Raleigh. is the most Justin spell I have ever heard in my life. Right? Space it's space. really, go that's it. maximum Justin. Oh, my God. I love it. All right, Kat. Don't confuse Raleigh and Rowan challenge. Begins now. <laughs> and you said that you kind of... You hang out with whatever elks are local and just kind of, you know, let them go on yeah. their way when you leave an area. I like I like think of my character as like a roaming ranger. They kind of help out wherever. So it's like, oh, hey, I know all these different cloud elks. They all kind of know me. They probably talk to each other. Okay. Okay. I love that. Okay. That leaves Daniel. Yes. I'm glad I went last because it helped me make decisions. Justin helped me make choices without even realizing it. So you want what first? I would love for you to start with your crisis specialty, please. Sure. I was torn between pacifist and medic. But since we already have a pacifist, it helps me make my decision. And I'm I'm going to medic. Uh, okay. When it says you can spend three extra scatter, is that, like, for free? That is when you spend time in a crisis help. Oh, no, not not lose scatter. It's you can gain scatter. That's a good. Thank you. I need to. So, basically, you can gain three scatter when you, when you help someone clear a hit. And if you do, you still get to take your turn. Got it. Cool. Now I, under, now I understand the, the process. Which is still cool for me. That is definitely, I'm still, I'm still sticking with it. 
Awesome. Okay. Okay. Uh, um. So next are my keys. Please. Sure. It's curiosity, foolishness, mysticism, helpfulness, and resourcefulness. Oh, I like that. What a sweet little friend. Mm-hmm. What's your signature spell? Uh, my signature spell is natural essence. Cute. The assist pool for the volcanic tracker is the coral spirit, the oy, force oy. of transformation and creation that makes the coral coast so chaotic. Right, I forgot about the chaos that comes with 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 the coral. Yay! Yeah. Oh, oh, it got even more chaotic. I changed the abilities. Yeah, I kind of saw that. I'm I'm a, I'm excited to see all the different changes because pacifism is no longer like the best crisis yeah. specialty to pick and i, I, I i'm, I'm to... for that it was so broken yeah i had to scale it back you caught me yeah. what name my my character's name is calum spencer okay calum hazel rowan and raleigh okay no like i would just awesome. sorry i listen i don't have a great attention span you know this we all know this everybody knows this Beautiful. So, Hello, I have learned this. Welcome to my tension span. If you listen to Sort of Symphonies, you may notice that Kathleen edits out me being overscattered, shall we say. <laughs> a lot. Look, scatter is based upon a true story. It is absolutely based on a true story. So, scory. Scory. Kathleen mm -hmm. does so much work. Kathleen does so much work. I'm absolutely the pits and I just, I need to, but it is based on a true story because a lot of the theming and a lot of the abilities and consequences in Heroic Chord are mental illness themed because my brain is busted. So scatter is what happens when a person casts a spell. They gain scatter and what this means is that they kind of push their consciousness outside of their body. And because of this, they dissociate. It goes from zero to 10. If you hit 10, you have put all of yourself outside your body and lose consciousness. You also have assist scatter, which is based on kind of how much the line between you and your special ally is blurred. And when you push that all the way to five, that's when things get tricky. For example, an Enduring Legionnaire, the class that we don't have in this one, has a connection to the dead. And when they have five assist scatter, they have a severe depressive episode. I wrote that one from experience. But... Everybody has consequences for overusing these abilities. And I guess the point of this game, if we're going to just start with that, is that these heroes are complete people. They're damaged and broken and not always completely there, like in a very literal sense, but they're heroes and that's important. People do not need to be paragons of functioning in order to be there for people when they're needed. 
is kind of the main, I guess, moral of the story. At least that's what I want to convey with this game. So I would love to talk a little bit about everybody's hilarious foibles. Let's see. Hazel, for example, has a debilitating obsession. The more Hazel leans on the power of the demon, the more obsessive Hazel becomes because obsession is kind of the mark of demon kind. The more Rowan calls on the power of allies, the less certain he becomes of who he is. He kind of loses his identity and the people he knows. The more that... Oh, I love the Windswept Cavalier one. Rally is in danger of completely forgetting how to communicate with human beings in any fashion. Mood. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the tracker calls on the coral spirit and their connection to the land. And when the tracker overdoes it, they become physically part of the scene. They can't leave the scene. They imagine things that are happening to the inanimate objects around them are happening to them. They very much kind of lose track of the difference between them and the land. That's our friends. So now I have a confession to make, and this will not be surprising to three quarters of you. I have nothing prepared. So what's okay. everybody's season? Do we have a season one ability to start? Or is that something that's unlocked? Oh, yes. I knew I was forgetting something. Thank you. I what is everyone's season one ability? Got your cover. Okay. I took Apex Predator. When you use your what? symbiosis assist ability, add an additional two dice to your bowl. And let me tell you, that's a fun phrase to say, by the way. Symbiosis assist? Symbiosis assist. Symbiosis assist. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, fun mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I took... For my Season 1 ability, I took Risk Taker. Once per session, you can take twos as edge successes in addition to ones. You can make oh, this choice after you've seen the results of a roll. So that's very much in line with things just kind of work out for Rowan. I love that for him. Justin, Ro what about you? Uh, I picked, which is ironic because as it was sort of said in chat, I was also considering the medic thing. I picked minor miracle. If I spend my action giving medical aid, I can clear four scatter or two assist scatter. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, what about a season one ability for Hazel, please? Yeah, I took soul siphon. When someone around you scatters, you lose one scatter from your total, which like is the biggest mood of somebody with like zero willpower of like seeing somebody else take action and like, oh, thank God somebody has it covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Something a little parasitic about Soul Siphon that I really appreciate. I love how it feels like... Sorry, Daniel, <laughs> what's your character's name again? Callum. I love Callum. how Callum and Raleigh are like two halves of the same coin, and then Rowan and Hazel are like also two halves of a very different coin. <laughs> A different, much worse coin. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Like one of the cursed gold pieces from the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You mustn't take it. You'll become a bone man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, you mustn't take it. 
Yeah, my character is the one with like a, an eyebrow raised and it's like, Bone Man. Bone? Bone Man. Bone Man. Two more coins and I could become a Bone King. So we've got we've got to know these characters a little bit. We've at least got to see their mechanical structure. But we haven't actually talked about kind of what they look like or where they're from or kind of what they're like. So I would love to hear that from everybody, please, as well. And also, I would love for this to be the time where we start theorizing about how everybody knows each other and where we start play. I'm going to point my finger at Daniel. So I am now just drawing him in my head, apparently, sort of, even though I can't see things. So we'll just list, oh. list I picture, I picture, picture, I picture Caleb as tall, probably like, like a dark caramel colored skin, short, wavy black hair, probably a goatee, just warm, very warm and open brown eyes, maybe some Laugh lines at the corners. My friend. Um, he 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 smiles a lot. Daniel does not, but he does. And uh, I think he's just kind of like lean and probably decked out in like bright feathers, covered in like flowers. Y you know, very very tropical tropical dude. Very tropical dude. Tropical I dude, bro. I. I'm so excited for this tropical dude, bro. Did you notice the last name, Cat? I forgot it already, dear. What was it again? Spencer. <laughs> you know, we're going to like to the beach. Furious with you. I'm absolutely furious. I can't even look at you. So instead, hey. I'm looking at Justin. <laughs> oh, God, what am I doing? I would love for you to describe what Raleigh looks like and is like, and maybe where Raleigh's from. I don't know. Okay. I actually did have the where they're from. I figured they were from that wild coral jungle volcanic area because it's, it's very explosive. It's very volatile. I picture that they came from a very raised by a village kind of thing, but they have to keep moving a lot because the uh, the it, it's so volatile there that things keep happening. So they're just kind of used yeah. to it. They're already nomadic. The character, after becoming a ranger, that family at home is waiting on him to come back. They're always just so busy. Visibly, they like to have this big cape. It's a breakaway cape, so they will not get caught on things. A little <laughs> shimmering, it's blue, it's colorful. They've got messy hair. They probably don't brush it nearly enough. Darker hair. They have darker skin because they're always on the elk and in the sun. As best as, as often as possible. Green eyes. They tend to wear, their clothes tends to get worn down pretty quick, but they do have like a big winter coat as well that they keep with them. They keep a pretty big pack of stuff because they could be wherever. They could be in the cold places. Yeah. But more often than not, it's just anywhere, everywhere. I love that. I always try to have a lot of colors and blues, so. Oh, that's very dramatic. We love a, we love a dramatic hero. Speaking of dramatic, Jordan, would you please? Absolutely. My character is like pretty lanky tall. Like I don't, I'm pretty short. So anything above five, five is considered tall, but I'm going to say like five eleven ish and pretty tan, long black hair. And they look like 
somebody who is ex-military turned nomad as they were once upon a time more of like a knight noble type on higher hills by that last tooth which is honestly the only reason they were able to make it there in the first place is because well other people making the trek who lived nearby and also lived nearby in the first place this was honestly the closest of seven landmarks so that's honestly why this one was chosen for the actual outfit it's Again, like noble military esque, but you can see that it's got some sears and tatters and has been dyed darker through like blood and dirt. Luckily, not theirs. But you'll also see that for a lot of the details, the way that things have been like fringed or tattered, the rest of the outfit's like very clean there because they actually did it by hand to make themselves look more experienced. Ooh. They have bags under their eyes because they're constantly just apparently studying but really just reading their favorite little folk tales and fairy tales and legends to become a real proper badass hero and you can see that the bags under the eyes are like accented with ashes used as mascara underneath so it's really hard to tell how tired they actually are let's see otherwise that. they've got like probably the largest like cavalry bow you've ever seen like seven eight feet tall so they've probably got at least some muscle underneath to use like a bow that big but otherwise it's really hard to tell because of the layers with noble garb i i love that <laughs> hazel's a disaster oh i don't know how to play anything else i listen listen jordan's character on road to heaven is by far the most together oh yeah it was like Weirdly enough, like, Linlin's like the most out-of-character character I've ever played. I'm starting to see that, actually. <laughs> the more I play with you, the more I start to appreciate Linlin. <laughs> I'm glad we peaked early. <laughs> Elliot, would you please tell us, please tell us more about Rowan, please? Okay, so I said earlier Rowan is rogue by way of charisma and not by way of stealth. That's because he is pretty physically impossible of stealthing. This guy is like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, like, he is the embodiment of the word big. You know how, like, not bodybuilders, but powerlifters are like big, like, circled, rounded off squares yeah. on top of each other? That's pretty much, like, what he is. If there was an artist's guide to drawing Rowan, it would be stack a bunch of squares on top of each other and round off the corners. So, like, he's got that, like, sort of overlayer of, like, chub or whatever you want to call it. He's a big, kind of squishy guy, but underneath, there's, like, a lot of muscle built up from dock work. Basically, if the Barra Thirsting community is not in love with this man, I am disappointed. Oh, he's a thick boy. Big, big, thick boy. Ew. He is, like, very much committed to his bit of convincing people that he used to be, like, a pirate lord. So he dresses appropriately with, like, the big billowing shirts and, like, bandana over his head. Spends a lot of time outside on the docks, so 
very tanned, very, like, I mean, I've already said it several different times. I don't know how many more times I can say big. Big boy. Uh, Large lad. Yeah. He also has definitely seen the inside of a lot of taverns or pubs or what have you. His life has sort of been traveling between place to place wherever contracts can be found to help. Essentially, he's like a roaming dock worker. So when he tells people that he served on many ships, that's not a lie. It's just that all of those ships have been tied to the dock when he's been on them. When he says he's been out at the wide open sea, I mean... What is a field except a sea of green? Oh, that's wonderful. And and a caravan is just a ship on wheels. When you think of it that way, wow. God, they really are like two sides of the same awful coin, except uh-huh. your, char- your character makes my character look insecure. Oh, that's because Rowan is incredibly deeply insecure. Oh, perfect. We, they really are sharing the things. And I am not pulling on personal experience at all. Rowan is the embodiment of fake it till you make it. I, I love that Hazel's doing the same thing, but is like half Rowan's size after I called them big. These are, these are wonderful friends, I say, of exactly two of you. two of you are wonderful friends and two of you are dreadful little goblins and i'm i love it i think you're all beautiful and perfect let's see what's a good place to put a party like this prison Mm. Mm. those are pretty much one-to-one nomads so it's kind of like oh drop us somewhere this is true Hmm. maybe we'll start in capian Yeah, let's start there. So there is a city. It's just about where the veldt meets the jungle meets the desert. It's a trade hub, a large one on a big river. Not too far from the ocean, but far enough that you can't see it, except on a very clear day. The buildings in Capian are low, typically made of sandstone and adorned in brilliant and vivid murals and frescoes. And the streets are lined with waving flags that flutter in the desert breeze in every imaginable color. Capian is a trade hub among trade hubs. People come from all over the continent and their contributions here are valued and kind of folded into the complex dessert that is a trading town. You can find preserved food from just about anywhere here. You can find information from just about anywhere here. But there is art and there is food that can pretty much only be found here. It's a special place. Visitors are treated with a great deal of respect because the people here understand that it's through adapting what they get from outsiders that they thrive. So the hospitality industry here is world-renowned. 
And even private citizens will often put a stranger, especially a ranger like yourselves, up for the night. In exchange for a story or two. And my first question, I think, is, do you guys already know each other? Please? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think for sure. Have you known each other for a long time? I'm tempted to say, at least for Rowan, probably not very long. He doesn't keep, like, he's the type of person that has a lot of friends that he sees very briefly and sort of flits around them. So I think, like, he probably is at least fairly new to this group. I don't want to necessarily speak for everyone else, though. I like the idea that it hasn't been, like, super long that we know everything about each other. Hi. Yeah, I'm done okay. for that. Then, how about this? Everyone is staying at a mid-sized hotel. It's a nice one. The lobby has an elaborate tile mosaic over the floor, depicting the sun rising over a sparkling blue ocean. It is called the Sea View Hotel because it has a second story. And on a clear day, you can see the ocean, technically. Don't worry about it. Most of the decor is in bright azure. And for whatever reason you came to this hotel, when you first arrived in Capian, it was beautiful. This close to the veldt and the desert, the sky goes on forever. And the weather here is dry enough that it's usually crystal clear blue. Far as the eye can see. That was the plan. But the second day after you arrived, a dreadful sandstorm rolled in. And this'll happen. You're on the edge of the desert. And the people of Capian said, oh, well, best to stay inside till it passes. And so you did. And it is now day 14. Uh, of sandstorm? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. You've, you've been here for two weeks. You've probably got to know each other. But the extent to which you have got to know each other, that's kind of up to you. At this point, even the locals are, well, no, feeling optimistic about the sandstorm situation. If you're going to make a Daru joke, you will make it to my face, Elliot! <laughs> I said in chat, I said that it was very Daru of the sandstorm to stay this long. You, you will, you will commit your crimes in the light of day. <laughs> I will leave no evidence. So that's, that's what I'm thinking. I think the locals are growing a little bit less optimistic because usually one that lasts more than a couple hours doesn't usually happen. And I think you all wake up on day 14 and you can hear it howling outside the window. And you know. Oh, it's still happening. Cool. I love that it's still happening, you might think to yourself, but probably not. Oh, I want to go outside. You and just about everybody else in this town. So, like, did we piss off a nature spirit or what? If we did, we needed to destroy it. I got sand in my food today, and it's not the same. I've done nothing wrong. Same. Tense motive. <laughs> <laughs> they did something wrong. <laughs> something wrong. Anyone heard from any of the locals? Somebody that 
is more well-versed in this area, this surely doesn't happen this long often, does it? Absolutely not. Oh, who's the, that? Um, the bartender, the bartender speaks up. This is a large enough hotel to have a bar, but not large enough that the bar is separate from the restaurant. And the bartender peeks up over the bar. She is not usually, well, she is the daytime bartender. She is 12. Good. Oh. Her family owns the hotel, so she does work. She's um little. She's uh quite slight. She's dark skinned. She has big wide eyes and is usually wearing like an apron or a dress or something very kind of something that would be very, very proper, except she only picks things that are like three times too big for her. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Not ever. Doesn't happen. You didn't do anything wrong, right? Probably. Hmm. Who's asking? Wait, probably yes or probably no? Probably sandstorm bad or probably get yelled at bad? You're not gonna get yelled at if you did something wrong. I didn't do anything sandstorm wrong. What about you? I didn't do anything... You're a good kid. Full stop. Yeah. 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 So, are there demons around? Yes. Like, could this be a could this be a demon thing? Oh wait, you you're a bartender. I'm. Why am I? I'm a bartender. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can I can I have a drink? Yeah. Okay. Just kind of drink. Surprise me. Okay. Kind of thing local. Yes. This one's beer. Is there anything fruity? This one's fruit beer. Love that. Thank you. Here you go. And she kind of <laughs> she opens a opens a little tap and pours you a mug of a a vaguely pinkish reddish ale. Perfect. I gotta go get a surprise. Don't worry, I'll be right. I do like surprises. Uh. I think the surprises for Callum. He said to surprise him. Ah. Uh, oh. Also, Do you also there... want a surprise for drink? Yes, please, but... Okay. Something fruity. Not not alcohol. That's it. Fruit surprise. Surprise, surprise. Got it. Fruit, su fruit surprise. Okay. Technically, there's a demon around here and just pointing over to like a picnic basket on the floor that's holding... Mauer. Yeah. Did your demon cause the sandstorm? This? No. No, he... He's not strong enough to do anything. Well, I... I... I, I didn't mean the lesser demon. Uh, I, I was I was thinking of more of a nobler sense. Oh, I think he's funny noble. dealing with those. But yeah, okay, we can go scan the area. We'll take a we'll take a little peek. Just put on a little mantle if you got any goggles or anything. I don't want sand in my eyes, and we can go take a peek. Yeah, I imagine it's a little urgent. I don't think too many people are going to come in and out of here with food or liquids. Otherwise, if that kid comes back with sand in my fruit drink, I'm going to be deeply upset. I need to name. I need to name the child. I was about to ask the kid what their name was, but I didn't want to be that much of a bastard. 
Um, no, this is uh, this is Nina. This is Nina. She is the youngest daughter of the hotelier, and the one who is currently in a phase where she is eager to help. Her oh. older siblings are not in that phase anymore, so she is the one you see most often. Nina comes back with just a basket full of stuff and starts bartending. Okay. This one? And she reaches up. She grabs a bottle off the shelf. She pours in the bottle. She rummages in her basket. She picks up a jar. She screws off the lid. She very carefully holds the lid so that the contents don't come out and just pours a steady stream of a bright, bright, like yellow-green fluid out of the jar. And... Callum, what she has given you is pickle juice mixed with vodka. Surprise. I think he takes a big swig and says, um, well, that's surprising. It's definitely thing. I honestly, it's kind of good. Yeah. I'm a good bartender. Mm -hmm. And Nina has started kind of just like mashing fruit in a mortar and pestle. Just like with a lot of determination on her little face. And she throws a pinch of something out of a little pouch and a like a, a spoonful of something out of a little clay jar. And she pours this just like absolute thick gob of liquid into a cup, thinks for a second, adds some water to it, stirs it and hands it to Hazel. Not gonna not gonna strain it. Surprise! I'm surprised. <laughs> Not to diminish your capabilities at all, is there anybody a bit more experienced in the ways of the city around? Like what, a grown up? Yes. I can go get my mom. That would be ideal. Oh, but she's going to be mad. Why would she be mad? Because she works the night shift, and it's kind of early. Oh, I can no, go I... get her. No, you're a guest. I can go no, get her. No, 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 I didn't. She probably won't be no. too mad at you. Probably. No, I, I wouldn't dare dream to cause you any trouble. I just <laughs> wondered if I could, if they might have known anything about where, any rumors around the town about, Maybe strange activity going on or anything that seemed out of the ordinary. Ooh. Sandstorm's pretty out of the ordinary, huh? If we want to find more information, how about one of us just goes outside and the rest of us can ask around in here? No, sorry. I don't mind. Not it? Okay, cool. Good to hear. <laughs> Rowan yeah. just makes a gesture with his hand towards the door like, be my guest. I slam the rest of my drink. I grab my cloak and do a big twirl and put it on, have the hood up. I'm like, all right, I'll let you know in a few. Uh huh. And then Good they back. take they take a big gulp of their drink and start chewing. <laughs> chewing, right? Surprise! Surprise! Thank you, Nina. There's there's a surprising amount of like spices, seemingly random ones. Mm -hmm. Ooh, it tastes like soap because it's oregano. No, I'm going to pretend that it's like a cayenne and like citric acid to make it more of a chamoy thing. Yeah, it's 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 not unpleasant, but it is deeply weird. It is. Well, it's like, you know, chamoy and some juices, but you do have to chew it. You do have to chew it. This is true. Pulp is getting stuck everywhere, but 
and tragically, Hazel has teeth, but they're gonna make do. Tragically, hate to have teeth. You hate to it's have just, teeth. Just sometimes days. it's inconvenient. I wish I had just one last tooth. That's a lore joke. It's a lore pay, joke, and I, I liked paid, it. I pay attention to the lore. I did a chuckle to it. Oh, I get it now. I get it now. I'm good at comedy. I'm so delighted. I would love to just join Rally on a little adventure. So, go outside. First thing. Hit with a sandstorm. Love that. Over my face. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not ideal. It's suboptimal. First things first, obviously going to be going to my cloud out. I'm sure yeah. they're near-ish by. Yeah, there's a there's a stable nearby where they, they're welcome to take shelter. Cool. I'm going to go there and be like, all right, I've been in the desert. I hate being here. I'm sure you're at least aware of it. Here's some goggles. I absolutely have goggles for them as well. Absolutely. <laughs> They're stoked. They give you a big shove with their nose. Just like, yeah, my friend is here. Give him some good pets. Push and... in the chest. <laughs> One of those like, oh, I'm so big. The little motion to me is just big for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love right, to do it. Let's try and... Get above this to see, I guess. If not, I guess we'll figure it out. Hop on. Okay. They 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 put on their goggles. They are Oh, they don't like this. You can tell. You can absolutely tell when you leave that stable. They hate it. They absolutely despise this. They're like they're ruffling their feathers. They're trying to shake their wings out. They're like trying to find an angle they can stand where they won't get freaking sandblasted. And they're they're just absolutely just in a state. Get your good bath after this. It'll be all right, I promise. Okay. So let's go uppy. Let's do up. Let's think with my brainsy. No, you know what? I would love to get a riding roll from you. I would love to get a roll of well, pitch me. What are you? What's your approach here? Oh God, that's right. That's like a thing. Yeah. There are rolls here. We're going to uh, do it. So basically what you do is you choose one of your five stats. Okay. And you tell me which one you are combining with the skill. Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'd say it's either daring or adaptive. Hmm. I think I'd probably be more careful than just doing a brute force trying to get straight up. Try and see if I can feel where the gusts might come in and try and avoid those. And get up carefully. Okay. So I would love for you to pick up as many dices as you have in your stat. Okay. And then we're going to add one more dice because you do have the riding ability. Like you have the riding right. skill. Right. And that's how many dices you're going to roll unless you're planning to do something silly. Uh, I think that's all right for right now. Um, okay. So those are D6s, correct? Yes. Okay. So that's four for using adaptability. Right, so in this system, five and sixes, or is it just sixes, or fives and sixes are successes, and ones are edge successes. Right. That means I, you I have to do five. So you have to do oh, a sorry. devil's bargain with me in order to keep a one. Those are fascinating. I'm ready to roll a one. <laughs> yes, you can keep them as a success only if I say you can, and only if you're willing to face my many tricks. So you got two successes. So, That's loads. Love that. So you managed to convince this friend to spread their massive wings and rise above the storm and catch those awful winds and take off. 
here's the thing. The sandstorm's not actually very high. Hmm. It's actually only about a story or so. Oh, wow. One and a half. Yeah. Is it, it does not rather take... localized? It's pretty localized. It streams out of the desert pretty much in like a narrow serpentine shape, winds over Capian, and then like doubles back into a loop back into the desert. Very natural looking, I'm sure. Profoundly. Hmm. That seems like plenty of evidence for it not be natural, despite the length of time being already unnatural. Cool. Love that. Uh, hmm. I guess I'd head back down. Yeah. Is there any places in, like, the living space or city town? Where are we at? Well, we are in, we are in a city. We are in the city of Capian. But I will tell you this. The Ocean View Hotel is two stories tall. Okay, that's perfect. That's that I was looking for. Like, okay, where's somewhere better to land? That'd be better for that. You cool. can land on the roof. Let's land there. Cool. I picked up a couple of different names for the cloud elks that I regularly see. I'm gonna go with this one for Wicked. That's spelled okay. W Y C K apostrophe D. I. Okay. Okay. Loud, you're a gift. So, rally lights with Wicked on the roof of the Ocean View Hotel. You can't really see the ocean from here, not today. Not today. And Wicked does a big shake, a big, big, big shake of their massive wings to just kind of let a cloud of dust settle out of them. I feel like they did that after I got down to it. So it still kind of just hits me too. I'm like, I, I, yeah. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am infinite apologies. And they do a good natured little snort. Not a, not an I'm steamed at you snort, but a, ugh. I'm all sandy. Like, valid. Yeah. I brushed through like some of their mane and trying to get a little bit out. Like, I'll be back. We'll figure this out. So you don't have to deal with this anymore. So I, I attempt to head back down. If there's yeah. not like a stairwell, I'm going to use a rope because I'm sure I've got a rope. I don't think there is a stairwell. I would love for you to just like rope in through a window. I think yeah, absolutely doing that. <laughs> but nobody wants to open their windows. True. I'm going down all the yeah. way, I guess. <laughs> That'll be fun. Raleigh never said they went in through an open window. Yeah. No. True. True. Just crash through a window and take a seat right next to us. To be clear, I will not be doing property damage. Good. <laughs> so I guess Raleigh re-enters the bar at the Ocean View Hotel. You want another beer? I need one. Okay. How are things looking out there? Sandy. Did you find the... Okay. A notable lack of sandstorm, actually is fairly localized, which leads me to believe this is very much pointed, intentional, as has been mildly expected. What, so somebody here is just trying to give us a bad time? No, about us in particular, but it is very particular of a path. Is there anything special about that path? I definitely re-describe how it's like the serpentine and flows back. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a traveling trade path or a migration pattern or anything else like that. It's definitely very squiggly. Hey, cat. Yeah. With my 
sort of history as a dock worker type person that has done like traveling trade between towns, would I be able to like know anything about that? Like I know you said it's sort of a trading hub of a city, but like would I be able to know if there's anything like in like would I be able to pick up on if there's like demon trade like anything that would like trigger oh this might be relevant type of deal like okay. in D, D terms can i take a history check you know what let me see does anybody have the spirit skill i do, I do. okay so elliot do you have any skills that you could pitch me as being the skill that a person who would use to a skill that a person would use to know what's happening in this area. My best pitch would probably be politics. Oh, politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I would say sensitivity politics because it's about noticing the the place you're in and the things that are happening in the place you're in. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be three dice. Yeah. Four... One edge success. One edge successy. Now I have to think about a couple things with my little brainsy. You can do it. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm going to say if you keep the edge success, you'll know a thingy. But I'm going to tell you two thingies and they're not both true. I love to know thingies. Yeah, let's keep it. Okay. 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 Deep in the desert, there is a abandoned shrine. To what? No one can say. To whom? No one can say. It's been there for a very long time. It's a known quantity, but it's kind of out of the way. There are people who say that it is home to the Great Sandstone Serpent, a dragon of some age and usually benign temperament. Was that both things that was both things so just to clarify the two things are the the shrine and the dragon okay just wanted to check in so best i figure far as i can remember stories i've heard on crews i've worked with i believe there's a shrine not too far from here out in the desert Something about a sandstone serpent may have something to do with what's going on here. If we needed a place to start looking for demons and other ballyhoo. Sort of like half looking to Nina to see if any of this registers on her little face. Mm. Nina turns around with a beer. She's kind of looking thoughtful. I mean, there's lots of places in the desert you're not supposed to go. I think that's one of them. Here's your beer. Rowan takes the beer and drinks it and says, Places you're not supposed to go are my favorite places to go. Wow. If you have a list, we'd love it. If you have a list and also, and also a map with objective points on it. I can make a list. Yeah, because, like, is that, mm. is that shrine that you mentioned, is it far... Because if it's far, I'd rather see the other things on the list first. Okay, so 
she she grabs a piece of paper, she hauls up a bar stool, and she sits down to write Nina's trouble list. I love this little girl. These are places that Nina is forbidden from going or has been scolded for going. Let's see. There's the aqueduct ruins. Those are not far outside Capian. They belong to kind of a city that Capian used to be. But they've fallen into such disrepair that they're frankly too hazardous to be around. We've got the Screamwind Shrine, which is kind of a ways out by a major rock formation. We have got the Reservoir. Just don't go there. Just don't go there. That's forbidden. We've got the Sunset Shrine and the Guiding Star Shrine and the... The old road to the library. These are places that Nina is forbidden from going. And she holds up a piece of paper with, in her 12-year-old handwriting, Nina's trouble list. Yeah, I think Hazel's just going like, to give a good nod as they continue to chew. Hey, Kat. Yeah? What are the local uh, spell notes? How dare you ask me this? How dare you ask me this? You know I never prepare them. Right I just now. wanted them mentioned on 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 camera or on camera on on air too. Oh, criminal! Absolute criminal! Get in! Get in the heck! These spell pieces are brilliant. Volume, Gale, grit, sharing, and border. I'm sorry to be that person, but what are these? Basically, when you cast a spell. You combine one of my words from the scene with one of your spell notes from your class. Oh, okay. And then you tell me what you want the spell to do, and together we work out how much it will, how much scatter you'll gain by casting this spell. Okay. And there are things called chords, which allow multiple characters to join spells or, or spell notes together and make a bigger spell. Oh. Side note, hmm. the magic system of this game was what I used to convince Justin to play with us today. <laughs> I love the magic system in this game. I'm so cool. So, I look at the group and I go, well, I have an idea of how to get us out into the desert past the sandstorm. We just need to pick a place to go first. Well, if we're looking to quiet a sandstorm Screamwind shrine seems maybe a bit too on the nose but appropriate i mean yeah i, I that was totally my thought when i saw that popped out i was like yeah that's probably uh -huh. and after that one if that doesn't turn out we'll go check out the sandstone serpent spot Oh, I should probably tell Elliot because Elliot knows one of these shrines. I think the Guiding Star Shrine is the one at which the uh, the dragon is said to reside. Okay. Does Nina have an answer to which one is closer between those two? He's the um... Or do we have a... Well, I don't think... I don't know if they'd be on a map if we had one. The Guiding Star Shrine is you go... I don't know this, okay? I don't know this for sure. Nobody knows that I know this, and nobody can say that I know this. Is if you go outside town, you go past the market, and you go past the big, big hotel, 
and then you go further up the road and there's a big plateau and you can scramble up the side that's close to the city if you're real clever about it and the guiding star shine is up on top sounds like that one's pretty close then yeah the sunset shine is on the west side of town out past the reservoir you have to kind of go across it and it's it's not that it's not that I'm not supposed to go there, but it's not that bad. It's basically just a lake. Lakes are fine. I do like lakes. What makes it not that bad? Is there a reason to be bad? Oh, the reservoir is very deep. Kids bonk their heads and they don't come up. Oh, no, don't go swimming out there. Hmm, okay. Don't go swimming there. Okay, is everybody ready? I know. You can. I won't stop you. We could maybe go. Everybody, we should go. Mm. Not swim. Um, Santa stuff. All right. Guiding Star Shrine first. If no results, head across the reservoir to Screamwind. Oh, across the reservoir is the sunset. Is the sunset. Sunset. Yeah. Screamwind is. A ways. I think it's like it's on the other side of the plateau that Guiding Star is on. It's like there's a little there's a little cranny between two plateaus that makes them really, really awful sounds when the wind blows just wrong. Alright, so onwards to this plateau then. Have fun. I can pack you a picnic. Oh. That's right. And like going over to the picnic bag and like dumping out Mauer. Right, let's go. Okay, I'll be right back. Nina goes to the kitchen. Yeah, I assume during this time we'd be able to like go to our individual rooms and pack up whatever yeah. we need to go. Easy pack. Yeah. And there's yeah, and when you when you get back down to the bar, Nina has got a, a picnic basket ready for you. It is closed. It is uh. sealed. Another it surprise. surprise. <laughs> you didn't tell me what you wanted. We'll open it when we reach there. I do like surprises. Okay. I appreciate all the help you've given us and that we definitely will not go somewhere we're not supposed to. Wink. 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 Question, is everyone saying wink out loud or are they actually winking? They're saying it. I'm doing both. Nina's doing both. Yep. <laughs> Rowan will join in. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Yeah, take you me will. That. <laughs> yeah, Rowan, get in you, on this. You are a very capable child. When I was your age, I couldn't do anything. The trick is not caring if you get in trouble. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that changes everything. Thank you. Yeah. Rowan gives Brave. a fist pump like hell. Yeah. Yeah. Bold. Courageous. No, no, my my big brother. He could, so worried about getting in trouble and he never does anything and he's super boring and dumb. Sounds like a loser. He is. <laughs> Maybe you'll teach them to be more outgoing. Do it. We need fewer losers. Okay, everybody ready? Uh, yeah, Rowan's like <laughs> motioning people along like, let's let's stop corrupting this child now. As we go out, I would like to uh, as we head outside, I would like to cast a spell, please. I would love to hear mm-hmm. what your spell is, please. Sure. I'm going to be using shifting from my own spell notes. Yes, please. And I am 
I'm torn between volume and border. Okay. I was going to go for Gale, but I'm like, no, nah, that's not my magic. I'm thinking for shifting volume, it would just be like, kind of, I want to create like this just kind of tunnel inside, like a sand tunnel inside the, the sand, like where we're walking. So there's just this bubble of not sand. I'm actually kind of feeling shifting border for that. Cool. Down for that. Because, yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally down for that. So just to, like a bubble around everybody to get them out of the the confines the of the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I would ask you to take two scatter for that. Happily. Okay. Happily. Done. Please tell everybody what this looks like, please. Sure. I think you see there is just kind of this like swirl around Callum and you catch the scent of like tropical flowers in the air and like this just kind of like deep jungly like vegetation smell and then you see the sand start like forming into shapes of like coral and just constantly like fractalizing and like very kind of almost kaleidoscopy shapes you know kind of making this like wall of, or this kind of clear area and like the, as the sand hits it it turns into like coral shapes and stuff so like a like a breakwater but for sand <laughs> oh that's very good that's very good and i like it a lot yeah, the, the sand breaks around this, this bubble of coral and gives you all clear air and doesn't abrade you as you oh, walk so much better. As you walk out of Capian toward the plateau. It's a ways yet. It's further than Nina gave you the impression it was. But she's a twelve year old, she has boundless energy. But it's not that far. Once you get free of the city and the sandstorm that has swallowed it up, you can see it. Question for Raleigh. Has Wicked come along with us? Yes, definitely. I keep them more covered this time, though. I've got my my cape is going to be used to help keep them more comfortable. I'm sure the smaller space inside this bubble thing is going to feel weird. I think they don't want to. I think instead they kind of, like... You can see their shadow flying above the sandstorm. Okay. That's valid. Like you can look up and see their wingspan through the sand. They don't want to be in it. Mm -hmm. Now that they know that there's an above it. Yeah. Valid. I did honestly forget that too. So good on them for remembering. Yeah. I imagine this feels very much like one of those like gratuitous Ghibli shots of look how good our animators can draw nature. Yeah. We continue on until we get there. Yeah, we absolutely do. That being said, however, we've got we've got 15 minutes remaining. So I would love to just have our friends set out. You break free of the sandstorm and see, well, to one direction, you can vaguely see greenery, the goat home veldt. You're not going that way. Oh, that's a great thing. I'm glad you're not going that way. And you can see the desert. 
Distantly, you can see the volcanoes called the Boiling Hills, the border between this and the jungles of the Coral Coast. But you, of course, are headed toward the desert. And now it's time for my favorite sort of symphony's tradition. Everyone's favorite sort of symphony's tradition is memory time. Yay, I get to be in memory time. Uh, memory time is a tradition where at the end of a session, we all share what we found memorable about it. So that we can take a minute to appreciate each other and kind of talk about what, what we liked a lot. I very much liked this spell. It was a good spell. Thank you. Very I liked good it. spell. It was nice and cool. Yeah. How about you guys? What did you remember? Does question, does it matter if it's like in game or out of game sort of Neither. meta wise? Either, yeah, whatever. So I've got two, which is one is the wink off, which I always <laughs> just love a good, like, wholesome chaos child in my TTRPGs. And then secondly, I really like that Justin took the uh, cloud out concept and instead of having like just one that you're bounded with is or bi binded with bound to is just like friends with the concept of cloud elves oh that's very nice yeah i like that sort of twist on what seemed to be intended by the playbook or class or what have you yeah i actually i agree with that entirely that was rad i tend to latch on the concept i'm like what would make this more me Ooh. says the boy who has never met a dog that wasn't instantly his best friend it, it's one-to-one. -one. Like, literally, I read the whole playbook for this, and I'm like, this has been the most me playbook that I've ever read. I love Yay! all of this. I can oh, see I'm that. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I thought I'd like the demon one. I'm like, but have you considered an elf? That's because you always want to have a little demon guy. You always want to have a little guy. Some people just want to have a little guy, so I made multiple classes that have a guy. Yes. Exactly. Good choice. I love that. Yeah, it's good. My rememberabilities, I really like, I know it's not necessarily in, in the environment thing, but I really liked how when people are describing their characters, they're like, oh yeah, there's like smile lines or like laugh lines. I'm like, I hadn't even considered that descriptive of a de thing, but I really like that. Yeah. I like the way people describe their characters like that. But I also really like the description of environments, like the way you said that the whispering or no what was that scream wind trying like that's such a cool imagery i really love that yay i'm i'm gonna heap praise on our guest gm here cat is very Aww. good at environmental descriptions <laughs> it's very uh well, immersive oh i'm so yeah. glad to hear it i think this is partially the players and also partially the cat but i really yeah. like how the the different motivations and different spell pieces like really quickly define a character even though you don't actually describe anything personally i guess if that makes sense at all yeah 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 like we got a we looked at the key and we thought okay this is kind of a a bird's eye view of who hazel is yeah like yeah. through through like those six pieces and like five motivations and two words of keys that's like 
13 words to describe a whole character and i really like that and i loved hearing what everybody had for theirs and how they like really had to compare and contrast and everybody can just always go like oh damn after hearing it oh yeah oh yeah i i that's why i love asking people their key because that's always my reaction is like oh damn yeah 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 i love it i agree Uh, entirely and you all did wonderful ones I just want to make an audio note for future Elliot here to tweet out and ask people what their individual keys would be, like as people, because I think that would be neat to hear. That would be. My memory is I definitely, definitely like the chaos bartender. (laughs) She's doing her best. Yes, she was, she was, I I felt very seen by her. (laughs) You know how, like... You like describe... at nighttime, they have an adult do it, but in the day, they may as well have a twelve-year-old. Yeah, this twelve-year-old is how I visualize you describing your niece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> Look, all tweens are inherently garbage gremlins, mm-hmm. except the ones that aren't or are part-time. Oh, but it's. Everyone, thank you so much for playing with me. I had a very wonderful time. I did yeah. too. I can't wait to play again. It was a I'm, fun game. I'm so I'm happy really I got fun. to meet you. It's so wonderful to finally meet you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. So before we drop off, Kat, do you want to remind people where they can find you and all your good, cool, important work? Um, you can find me, Kat, on the podcast Sword of Symphonies. Or on the podcast Road to Heaven, or at peachgardengames.com. And I am on Twitter at Catlingun. That's C A T L I N G Gun. And that's the places you can find my stuff and my things. I'm working on an, an edition of Heroic Chord, I'm working on a solo game called to swear on your honor which is about being a knight and i'm working on getting up earlier exercising you know stuff yeah well it was great to play and i look forward to next time i'm so excited oh my I've been itching to do the combat in this game, the crises. The crises. They're, so, they're so cool. Mm-hmm. Can't make a very good, cool game. <laughs>